Hi, this is the Mentoring Lab Podcast, where we create a work BFF mentoring movement, one episode at a time. Here are your hosts, Sarah and Kelly. Happy, 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 happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Mentoring Lab podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And, and I how- am fabulous. Oh, so you just, <laughs> girl, you just jumped right in. Okay, great. All right. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm fabulous. Okay, great. You're fabulous. I'm doing equally as fabulous today. So before we get into our topic, let's jump right in. It's time for our Whiskey Wednesday. Um, a shot to our... A shot, a toast, if you rather, uh, to our win or our loss for the week. So, Kelly, what was your win and what was your loss or lesson learned? All right, Sarah. So, my win for the week is I have been kicking butt on my personal development. I have been getting caught up on my podcasts, my reading, my webinars, and I just feel like my um, knowledge bank is overflowing. And that is just so exciting to me. And then um, kind of connected to that, my lesson learned or my loss is um, I'm one of those people that has like 25 or 30 tabs open in my browser <laughs> at a time. So my lesson learned is don't just keep them open, bookmark them because something happens. I don't know. My browser gets pissed off at me or something. And <laughs> I, and then suddenly they're all gone. And I'm like, oh, I have to find them again. So my lesson learned is use that bookmark tool in your browser. So what are yours? So I just have to say, I get anxious when I see people that have a lot of browsers open on their on their computer screens. Like at any given moment, I could have up to 10 if I'm working on a special project, um, just bouncing it in between back and forth. But like you, I know you've, you've expressed to me the last couple of months, like your computer just completely shutting down. And I know my partner, he has like five monitors in front of him. And at any given time, they could have like 20 tabs on each of them. And it just gives me anxiety. I don't know how you guys do it. But so my win for this week is actually today. It's um, live right now. As you notice, when we first logged onto our call, I did my hair and makeup today. So (laughs) and you look gorgeous. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like a new woman. Um, I haven't done my hair. I haven't really put on any makeup other than like mascara, a little bit of eyebrow gel um, the last several weeks. So I was like, you know what? I'm doing it up. I'm putting some foundation on. I'm putting a little bit of uh, eyeshadow. I got even some eyeliner, lipstick. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel great. You know, it's one of those things. You look great on the outside. I feel even better on the inside because of it. So that's a win for me because I haven't done this in a really long time. And then a loss um, for me is um, trying to get back into the groove. It's It's been a while since the holidays, but just getting back into the groove at work and getting really organized. It's been challenging for me. I've been using a notebook like most of us do to track my to-dos, what's going on, keeping notes for meetings. And I just feel kind of disorganized. So I, I really need to go back and start using a Trello board, which I introduced you to about five or six months ago. Um, I've been using Trello for a really long time to keep all of my day-to-day stuff for work organized. And I kind of got away from that, like around Thanksgiving. So I'm kind of having regrets right now because um, I'm just feeling sort of lost. But a lesson learned is um, my goal is this time next week to get more organized and start using that Trello board again. So well, that's right. awesome. Yeah, that's great. And I do like that Trello board. Um, I just 
like you, I write everything down and I need mm-hmm. to figure out how to get a little bit more better virtually organized. Yes. So anyway, so are you ready for our toast? I am so ready for this All toast right. right now. All righty. Here we go. Here's to our wins. Here's to our losses. Here's to one day being our own bosses. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was awesome. Woo. <laughs> mm, that one. That was good. That was a really good one. That was like a coffee flavored and it was really good. Ooh, I don't know, espresso have... coffee, something like that. Oh my God. Oh. That was delicious. I would have that every day if um, it was allowable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you might be able to sneak a little bit in your in your coffee in the morning, give you a little extra well, pep in your step, right? <laughs> yeah, but I haven't had coffee since January 1st. Oh my God. Yeah. What is your I, secret? How are I, you? <laughs> I amazing. did this three-day refresh cleanse and I just haven't had a craving or a desire or a need for coffee. So as long as my body's not needing it, I'm rolling with it. So, I mean, I love coffee because it's my comfort. I love the cream and the sugar and that's my downfall. Mm-hmm. It's a comfort thing for me and I love it, especially in the winter time. But since I'm not, my body's not craving it, I'm like, stay over there. So all good. So do you drink any caffeine? Mm-mm. Oh. No, no. I just, I guess I did, that cleanse just ridded my whole body of it. And like, I don't do soda. I don't do tea. I don't do coffee. I just drink water or um, flavored water. Or now mm-hmm. apparently I drink whiskey. So <laughs> <laughs> I traded the caffeine for whiskey. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I drink tons of water throughout the day, um, but I have, well, I, I like, I was getting ready to say I have to have, I don't have to have anything, right? Um, unless it's medically necessary, but it's not. Um, I, I do an iced coffee. I make a homemade iced coffee every morning. Um, I don't put any sugar or anything in it, just a little bit of almond um, milk as my creamer. But I think on the weekends, if I forgo that, I get like the worst freaking headache in the world. So I admire you and I wish yeah. I could kick kick my habit or just be able to have one maybe every other day. But hmm, that's interesting. I, I just learned something new about you. I had no idea yeah, you got yeah, rid yeah. of coffee. Yeah, right. not intentionally. It just right. came about. It was a um, a positive after effect of it. So mm-hmm. I'm good with it. Hmm. All right, Kelly. So what do you have for me this week? What are we going to talk about? So Sarah, this week, we are going to talk about self-awareness. And that includes being self-aware, being unaware, and aware don't care. So I'm going to share a little story <laughs> with you that okay. I um, I believe I alluded to in a previous episode. So um, this was years ago, and um, I had an extremely busy morning, back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings, and I had an afternoon meeting. And literally, this is when we were in the office, and we physically ran on foot from meeting to meeting to meeting. And um, it was like a 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, meeting. I had not had lunch. So I literally, I ran in my office, went in my lunch bag, grabbed my lunch, and I ran into the meeting with my lunch in hand, right? Just intending to eat while we met. And I um, got in there and I sat down and the person I was meeting with told me I could leave. And I was like, what? And he says, you can leave. And they made me leave the meeting. They would not meet with me. And I was so pissed off. I could not believe that they kicked me out of the meeting. And they did. They would not meet with me. So a few days 
where I stood in this because I was just so pissed off. I was so offended. I couldn't believe that they kicked me out of the meeting. And um, what, ta- what time was the meeting? It was like one thirty or two. It was in the afternoon. Okay, so uh, I guess if you, it could have been a late lunch, but it it wasn't like a, a working lunch meeting, right? Or no. No, it wasn't right. a working lunch. I was just hungry. <laughs> you were just hungry. Okay, I get it. So you're trying to kill two birds with one stone back to back. You did all this running. So you showed up and the and the person was like, ah, no, apparently you're still hungry or you need to eat so you can leave. Yeah, yeah. And I was like so pissed off and I wouldn't talk to this person. <sighs> I didn't answer phone calls. And then finally, um, they came to see me to talk to me about it. They're like, yeah, I'm guessing you're a little pissed off. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pissed off. That was rude. You kicked me out of the meeting. And um, they proceeded to have a conversation with me explaining that, um, you know, if you need to have lunch, have lunch. A professional does not show up to a meeting unprofessional. And bringing my lunch to a meeting like that mm-hmm. was unprofessional. So I did I did learn from the experience, but I was really pissed off, you know? Yeah, I could... I can tell you as like a facilitator, I I don't think I've ever been in a meeting where someone has brought li- their lunch. I mean, obviously people brought like, if it was going to be, uh, you know, a several hour meeting, I've seen people bring some snacks, some water or whatnot. But I can tell you as a facilitator, one of my pet peeves is if we, d- when we do break for lunch, a lot of times it's at least an hour and people come back to the room and they have their lunch. And they're sitting there and they're eating Why the rest of us, especially me, if I'm trying to to uh, to teach, to engage the audience and there's someone sitting there. Um, I have had plenty of horror stories for you. But to me, I'm just like, OK, there, it's one thing to have a snack, but it's a whole nother thing to bring your lunch. So I'm just I guess I'm going to assume that's may have not been the first time you ever did that. Right. Or. Maybe it was. I think. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say okay. I think it was. Yeah. So if I had to guess, if we're talking about self awareness, that story is a really good example of being unaware, right? Yes, that is, okay. and that was okay. the point of the story. Gotcha. That okay. In my mind, I thought it was perfectly okay. I didn't see any harm in you know bringing my lunch to the meeting to me, you know, I'm still showing up for the meeting. You need what's in my brain. So I can still right. use my brain while I chew. Um, but it just <laughs> never, you know, it still works. Um, it never occurred to me that um, it was unprofessional or unacceptable or rude. And especially without asking in advance, you know what I mean? Like I could have said, Hey, I could have explained myself when I showed up, but I didn't, I just walked in and I sat down, opened up my lunch and put my fork in. And the guy was like, get out I mean literally it was that rude he's like get out (laughs) and um so I did I did learn from the experience so um going on to um, a little bit of statistics here so um, I did a little bit of research on this topic knowing we were going to talk about it so um, according to Harvard Business Research um 85 percent of the people don't see themselves as unaware (laughs) I I'm I'm not I'm not surprised at all, right? Because we're all self-aware people. We're all unicorns out in the world, um, completely, 100% there all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, and and I'm not I'm not totally surprised either. But that means only 15% of the people actually are aware. Are aware. So so what does that mean? You know, um, so. I mentioned the other categories: unaware and aware, don't care, and the 
um, importance of understanding the difference between the two. So if you're unaware, like I clearly was, um, I genuinely want to be collaborative and effective, but I don't know that I was falling short in this particular case. I really just didn't know. I thought that I was, you know, tackling two birds with one stone, like you said. Um, but then there is the, um, aware, don't care people who they, um, they just don't care. You know, they're like, so what? I was pushy in the meeting. You know, I had to get the sale or, you know, um, I thought that was a great meeting and everyone is looking at them confused. Like, are you serious? That was like <laughs> the meeting from hell. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I have been, uh, privy to several of those meetings. So typical people who are unaware of their behavior, um, or they're self, they're not self-aware is, mm -hmm. you know, nothing is ever their fault. You know, they're never willing to admit their mistakes. They don't listen to others or other people's perspectives. They walk out at every meeting and think everyone else in the room, they just didn't get it. Um, or they're quick to point to other people's failures and mm -hmm. can tend to be a tad bit controlling where the aware don't care. Um, and this is a category I'd never heard of before, but it's kind of catchy. The aware don't care. Um, unapologetically acknowledge their behavior. You know, they're like, yep, that's how I am, you know, and don't, mm -hmm. don't think twice about it. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, I've never heard of the where don't care either, but now I'm just thinking back to some um, past colleagues that I've worked with and I'm just thinking, yeah, wow. I've worked with some people who clearly were aware of their behavior. Uh, one in particular stands out where um, they repeatedly have said, yeah, I'm an asshole. Um, that's just the way I am. That's how I get stuff done. And I'm like, wow. Um, and then I've worked with people who are unaware. And um, I like to call them like a bull in a china shop. They get stuff done. Um, but at other people's expense, but I don't, I don't think for the most part, they, they're not aware of that. They're just coming in thinking they have good intentions. Like you said, they were, they're trying to be collaborative. They're trying to be effective, but they're just coming in, um, completely unaware in, in how they're, you know, portraying themselves and how like I'm seeing them. And I know I've been guilty, uh, thinking back to that list you just read of, of being unaware, um, in different circumstances. I don't think I've ever been aware. Don't care. <laughs> but um wow. yeah that's that's new to me the where don't care but i think a lot of people if you really think about different situations that really makes sense with some of the behaviors that we witness in the in the office so i think for the most part i like to think i'm aware it's something i've been working on really hard the last couple of years and i think of some instances that totally make me cringe at how i behaved um, and especially a lot of them came to light either when I have talked to someone close to me and I'm like, can you believe so-and-so said that or did that? And I, that just, that just rubs me the wrong way or how can they behave that way? That's blah, blah, blah. And I've had that person tell me, well, Sarah, you kind of do the same thing sometimes. So that's been really eye opening, um, to get that, that candid feedback, um, so I, I, I try to work really hard. Um, I won't say I'm 100% aware, but I'm trying to be. So where do you think you're at with being self-aware, Kelly? I would say today I'm much more self-aware and primarily because it's a topic that fascinated me. So I've done a bit of research on it. And um, today I would not take my lunch to a meeting 
unless it was indeed a working lunch and everyone was eating their lunch. So today I'm much more aware. And like I said, I'll never forget those words that a professional doesn't show up to a meeting unprofessional. So that's always resonated with me. And um, the other thing that um, I learned from the research is um, because I'm a reader, you know, that I have Mm -hmm. a trillion trillion books. That's an exaggeration, but I have, I read, read, (laughs) read, read, read. (laughs) And um, I, cause I kept looking, you know, for that crystal clear, Kelly, you are self-aware message. You know, I kept reading and reading and reading. And what I came to the conclusion was that I can read and read and read and I can self-identify with everything that's in the book. Check. Yep. I do that. Check. Yep. I do that. Mm-hmm. And so forth. But um, I believe the truest way to find out how self-aware you are. And what I mean by self-aware is when you show up, you have an envisionment of how you think you show up in a meeting, mm-hmm. how you think you behave, how you think you contribute, what you bring to the table. That's mm-hmm. through your eyes. But that may not be how everyone else sees you. So the truest way to become self-aware is through feedback, is ask for it. Ask people um, what they think and, you know, how do they see you from their eyes? You know, is there a behavior or a characteristic that you demonstrate or you display that you may not be aware of? Mm -hmm. So I think what you were talking about with the example with bringing your lunch to the meeting, like, I just think that's a perfect example of, I don't know, I would add a nicer word in the front of that of just being blissfully unaware, right? Until you weren't anymore, like until someone like that gentleman pointed it out to you, called you out on your behavior. But I think it's kind of ironic that you got pissed off at him for kicking you out. And that still, it took a while. So you were unaware, but then became aware of the situation but then just didn't care. You were still mad at him. I don't know. Example, how how routine takes over, over us. Excuse me. We just start to really work on autopilot. So we're going through the motions every day at work without a second thought. We show up every day. We're going through our same routines without conscious thought or consideration for you. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. We jump from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. We're just operating on autopilot. You thought you're trying to be efficient. Um, hey, it's late. It's 1.30. It's 2 o'clock. You didn't eat. It shouldn't be a big deal. That probably didn't even cross your mind actually nope. yep that it wouldn't be a big deal right so yeah i think i in conversation with you i told you how my my journey of self awareness started about 6 years ago and my big epiphany is when i was working with someone who um on a on a special project and i loved working with this person but they just were not flexible and they were very adamant. Yeah. And I think we've all worked with those people. No, we have to do it this way, or the policy says it's this way, or the process. And um, I had like, I had that light bulb moment where I said, Oh my God, I'm staring at myself in the mirror. I was like, this person is just like me. So then I had all these flashes in my head go through kind of like a movie trailer of where I was like, holy shit. Like, I remember this project. I remember working with this person and this person, this person. Is this how I came across? There was a a gap between my intention and my impact that I was having with teams. And that was a huge epiphany for me. And I, um, some of my behavior started changing right on that moment. So, um, yeah, that was like a big aha moment. Like, oh, guess what, girl? You're just like this. Again, when I was going back earlier, when I was talking to someone close to me, a lot of times things that annoy us or trigger us from other people, I have found, we're, <laughs> we're, I don't know, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I hope I'm not just speaking for myself. They're actually things that we're guilty of doing ourselves. 
Right, right. You've heard that um, saying where when you're pointing the finger, you got three Mm -hmm. looking back at you or three pointing back at you. So that means you need to take a look at yourself. And I I think that's very true that when it's something um, with someone else that triggers you, like you said, Mm -hmm. it's probably something rooted deep within yourself. And it's so hard to take a look in the mirror and 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 realize those things. Oh yeah. So, so earlier you described um, a few behaviors common in people that are unaware, and um, a couple things you said the aware don't care. So what does self aware look like? So self aware basically is when you are mindful of who you are. And how you treat yourself and others, how you deal with challenges and how you interact in your environment. Okay. So then how would people, how would I, how would other people become more self-aware from that? So of course, everyone is different, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I did a whole lot of reading and research because that's what works for me. And I was on a quest to become more self-aware and to understand this, this self-aware science, if you will. And um, like I said, I concluded the truest way is to get feedback. But mm-hmm. first, I would recommend talking to someone in person. If you observe a behavior in someone that you're like in mm-hmm. my situation, um, where the person who kicked me out of the meeting Maybe could have could have had a moment and talked to me then rather than being rude and, you know, kicking me out and talk to me a few days later, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't necessarily have to talk to them in the moment. Um, but if the right opportunity presents itself, you might want to um, address the unaware colleague when they start venting about, I can't believe that this person did that or I can't believe this happened. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you just did with me where I was totally unaware that it was unprofessional and you're like, well, it wasn't a working meeting and right. you brought your lunch and that's kind of rude. So using those opportunities um, when they open the window and they're venting and then you can share with them that, well, you know, let's take a look at your role in it. Let's take a look at your behavior in it. And are you aware of um, what, you know, how you contributed to this situation? So, and and then you need to, sometimes you need to ask, is it okay if I give you some feedback? And if they mm-hmm. say, yeah, that would be great. You want to focus on their specific behavior that you observed and always end the conversation with reaffirming how you support them and how can you help them. And just keep in mind that everybody receives messages differently. So you want to craft your message to be coming from a place of being helpful and not hurtful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So as colleagues, as work BFFs, as mentors, right, just helping other people and giving feedback, but also coming from a place to be helpful, not hurtful. That's really great advice. Um, And it's also asking others for feedback as well on you. Like I think you mentioned it earlier, asking other people, hey, how did I come across um, in this meeting or how, or what do you think about this? Or I thought, you know, I presented this way or I handled this situation this way, but just asking others for their um, feedback. And I actually when you were talking about feedback, it just reminded me that I don't know why I never knew this. I don't think I was ever rude with giving feedback, but I just learned like three or four years ago, like before you give feedback to someone that you are supposed to ask if they would like feedback. Like that was another light bulb moment. Not that I went around and was telling everyone my opinion or what I thought they should be doing or, or what they were doing right or doing wrong. But yeah, I just learned that like three to four years ago. So I'm kind of embarrassed to even say that was a thing to say, Hey, would you like some feedback? Um, I even do that now. Um, 
with like my little tribe that I have, like the three people I'd mentioned before that I have this work BFF like mentoring relationship with, sometimes we just need to vet and get things off our chest. Um, and even if we've witnessed a situation where we're like, oh, I don't know if she or he should have did it like that. But then when they've come to later to me to talk and they're and um I'm not 100% sure if they're just venting or if they're actually want some feedback. I'll wait. I'll listen to what they have to say. And I, I, I try to judge the situation. And at the end, I've even asked, oh, OK. And I was like, well, would you like some feedback or or like to know um, what my thoughts are, what are I observed from it? And a lot of times that is like just opens the door and they're like, yes, I would love to hear. And I think that also makes them more open for if you're going to say something they might not necessarily like. But right. Or, time, or something that. Yep. Yeah. I've heard. I've um, I've also been like, no, no, I'm good. I just needed to vent. So, yeah, because like, exactly. That's where I was going. And sometimes mm-hmm. they either just want to get the words out because sometimes verbalizing it makes them feel better. And sometimes they're genuinely looking for feedback. And as we right. discussed that asking when you ask, would you like some feedback that gives you permission to be, I'm going to say, brutally honest, but in a kind and helpful way. Because as a work BFF, we want to help our colleagues. We don't want to hurt them. We want them to do better. We want to help them succeed. We want to encourage them to, you know, keep doing what they're doing and just, you know, shape them up a little bit if they have a little rough edges around them. Or Right. And ask, <laughs> and, and, and ask others to do the same for us. So, yeah. So self-awareness to me is, from what I'm hearing, it's a delicate balance of two viewpoints, right? So we have internally how we see ourselves, but then there's externally how other people see us. And I think that's how we're going to learn a lot and become more self-aware is getting that feedback from other people. And again, like what Kelly was saying, um, it can be sensitive, especially when you're giving feedback to other people. Um, It's really important to address their behavior, how it's affecting other people, not like a personal attack. And again, just to come from a place of good as a work BFF or mentor. Um, It's hard to hear things that when we're not perfect, we all think we're perfect. We're that perfect unicorn, right? No. (laughs) And, And it's difficult for even to do that internal reflection. So on that thought, I would like to wrap this up and I would like to thank everyone for listening this week and to remind you that you can subscribe to listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. We would love to hear from you. So drop us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page, the Mentoring Lab Podcast. From your work BFFs, be safe, be positive, and tune in next week.